Hello, and it's that time of the week again where we separate the contenders from the pretenders when it comes to your fantasy lineups. We are talking starts and sits for week number 14. You know right now, when we look at that quarterback position, you're starting Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. These are guys you are getting in your lineup each and every week, regardless of the situation or the matchup that they are facing. Now, what we need to know right now is how do we win to get in on those playoffs? How do we jockey for those first-round buys? Here are a couple quarterbacks that could help you. One right off the get-go, you're going to be like, really? Really, Matt? You're going to go there? I am. Cam Newton versus Atlanta. Dare I say it? Newton is back once again. I'm back. Well, at least for week number 14. Hear me out. Before you start coming at me here, the Panthers let their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, go. Matt Rule wants to rule this offense with a good old-fashioned ground-and-pound running game. We heard him talk about it a couple weeks ago. Joe Brady then turned around and threw the ball for 45 times. There's probably a good reason why he is out, and the running game is back in. And what better way to issue the running game in with than, uh, no other than Cam Newton, one of the top Konami code quarterbacks in the National Football League. Look, Atlanta, they're giving up, on average, two passing touchdowns a game. They're giving up 260 yards through the air. But Cam Newton, he makes a difference with his legs this week against the Atlanta Falcons. Another quarterback who makes a difference with his legs, Taysom Hill versus the New York Football Jets. Yes, he is trending in the right direction right now to be starting. Him and Alvin Kamara, more on that a little bit later, look like they are at practice here. They're going to get going. But you know what? We're worried about his mallet finger or whatever. We don't need Taysom Hill's fingers. We don't even need his arms. Give us some Taysom Hill and the run game. He threw four picks last week. No big deal. He still ran for 100 yards. He still put up 25 fantasy points. He was still a top five fantasy quarterback at his position thanks to his running ability. Book him in against the New York Jets team that basically is a top five option each and every week against the run game. So that kind of brings up that floor of Taysom Hill a little bit. Who am I sitting this week? I am not trusting my playoff berth at all on one Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater versus the Detroit Lions. Yes, they are playing the Lions. I get it. But I use 17 fantasy points as my metric would talk about a solid start among a, a fantasy quarterback. And Teddy Bridgewater, he simply hasn't been able to qualify for that. In five of his last six games, he hasn't even reached 16 fantasy points. And with, uh, with the playoffs on the line, there are better options out there. Now at the running back position, Jonathan Taylor, tough to replace. He is on a bye week this week with the Indianapolis Colts. Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, who looks like he's trending in the right direction. You're going to put him in your lineup. Now, Mark Ingram, he looks like he's going to be out based on COVID, so that boosts up Alvin Kamara just a hair. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you're starting him. Austin Eckler, you're going to start him every week, and you kind of have to feel that play with Nick Chubb each and every week. Going against maybe your better judgment this week, you got to start Nick Chubb. Now, here's some other running backs that you need to start this week, starting with the Denver Broncos. Javante Williams versus the Lions. Maybe one reason I tear Teddy two gloves down is because I have nothing but love for Javante Williams. I don't even care if Melvin Gordon returns this week. Please don't, by the way. But in the event that Gordon does return, and it sounds like he is going to be involved in one way, shape, or form, Williams goes from basically an RB1 down to an RB2. No big deal. Still totally worth it. Look, 23 carries, 102 yards, 9 targets, 76 more yards. I've reached, I've, I've remember watching Aladdin and if I'm the Broncos, I ain't putting that genie back in the bottle anytime soon. Fire up Javante Williams, another uh, running back to fire up Antonio Gibson versus Dallas. Listen, 
We joked about Antonio Gibson's fantasy production last year and how 60% of it or whatever that number was, don't fact check me, came against the Dallas Cowboys, 40 carries, four touchdowns, 243 yards last year against the Dallas Cowboys alone. Yeah, McKissick, he's back at practice, but the football team has made a commitment to that run game. RB3 the last two weeks, that is Antonio Gibson, 294 rushing yards, 71 carries, Again, over the last three weeks, yeah, I'm feeling Gibson this week. Some other uh, running backs I'm feeling pretty good about, they kind of go with Josh Jacobs, volume play. Saquon Barkley, this is a game where, like, Saquon's back, at least only for week 14, much like Cam Newton. I think he has a big week against the Los Angeles Chargers. Elijah Mitchell going through concussion protocol. I feel good about him. Chuba Hubbard, this may be the last time for him to have a big week against Atlanta as Carolina looks to establish the run. Those are some guys I'm looking also to, but let's let's turn our attention back over to the guys I'm not feeling good about, one of those being James Conner versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are second in yards per carry allowed at 3.8. That's a pretty good defense and have been one of the top run defenses all year and currently sit seventh amongst all defenses out there. That's right, seventh. They've only allowed one rushing touchdown in the last three weeks. And Conner, while he has been one of the top running back plays this season, especially after Chase Edmonds went down, I'm just not feeling it this week. Another one I'm not feeling... And this one hurts. This is like ripping off a Band-Aid on top of a Band-Aid, which was glued on by another Band-Aid, or however you want to look at it. James Robinson versus Tennessee. I want to start Robinson with every ounce in me, but I cannot get behind it this week. I want to believe it's not James Robinson. It's Irvin Meyer. Now, we've seen this on multiple occasions where, you know what, Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Robinson's been vocal about his usage in this offense, especially after fumbling and then basically being sidelined the rest of the game. Then all of a sudden, Carlos Hyde comes in, fumbles, but nothing happens to him. Maybe it's a Buckeye thing. I don't know. I can't get behind Urban Meyer, and I certainly don't want to get in front of him. Now, some other running backs I will not get in on this week. That is Daryl Henderson. I don't know what's going on, but there's something going on there in Los Angeles with Daryl Henderson, hence the reason we see a little bit more Sony Michelle. Um Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, another guy. Daryl Williams, he came out. He's a red flag when it comes to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for me. I mentioned Mark Ingram. He is out, tested positive for COVID. Maybe some Tony Jones? No, no. It's it's Elvin Kamara or Bust there in New Orleans. Now heading over to the wide receiver position, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. These guys you start each and every week. Again, doesn't matter. Now, who are some guys that I feel comfortable with this week? Okay, monitor the injury report because two of these guys on here – are battling a little bit right now. Mike Williams just kind of got put on that COVID list with Keenan Allen. Now he's got the New York Giants this week. And whether he goes off and produces a top six type week or puts a solid wide receiver too, that all depends on how he obviously gets back into the COVID protocols, but Keenan Allen as well. But the path to production is definitely there this week for him against the Giants who have allowed top 15 fantasy receivers in four of the last five games. Another receiver I like, Cincinnati's T Higgins against San Francisco. I know I shouldn't get cute here, but I'm following a couple trends. First, Higgins has averaged 26.1 fantasy points per game over the last two weeks. That's the most of any wide receiver, and he faces a 49ers team that have surrendered top 12 production to receivers in three of the last four games. Two trends, one start, trust T Higgins this week. Another guy I'm trusting, again, injury report here, Elijah Moore versus the New Orleans Saints. I believe it was our own Terry Roberts who said it, when she hears the name Moore, she automatically goes to Elijah. Not DJ, not Ron, Rondell, but the Jets wide receiver. Now, 12 more. See what I did there? Targets hauling in last week. Six catches, 77 yards. 
finishing as a wide receiver nine. It's hard. It was hard to kind of trust Elijah Moore with Zach Wilson coming back. But Wilson, maybe he studied a little bit of film. Maybe a teammate just came up to the side of him and slapped him side the head and said, feed more the ball. It's that simple. Now, of note, Jets wide receiver, Corey Davis, he's out the rest of the year. This one hurts on a personal level, but I'm not going to let my personal feelings get too involved on this. Now, I mentioned monitor that uh, injury report. Moore is on there day-to-day, like the rest of us, this time with a quad injury. I also like Russell Gage this week. A guy I really feel that the Falcons are going to go to is down the stretch. Now, a sleeper, K.J. Osborne, Adam Thielen. He was ruled out on Wednesday. Someone's going to get that production. It's going to be K.J. Osborne and maybe a little tight end a little bit later. Now, guys, I'm not trusting, I'm not starting right now. Kenny Galladay versus those Los Angeles Chargers. I hope you have not been relying on Galladay as a start. Because if you have, you know the feeling of disappointment. Three catches, 37 yards, and another injury, this time to his ribs. When the going gets tough, Golday gets on the injury report. It's been a kind of a trend that I'm not sure I feel comfortable with now. No Sterling Shepard, no Kadarius Tony, still no targets for Kenny Golday over the last two games, as he has only seen a 16% target share. Can't trust him, won't trust him. Another guy that hurts me not to start this week, Brandon Cooks versus Seattle. He started the season hot, and he's really fizzled out since week 10. Since week 10, Cooks is averaging 8.6 fantasy points per game, and this week's matchup against Seattle is less than ideal as the Seahawks have allowed the third-fewest TDs to receivers this season. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills under center. No one knows, nor does it really matter. And, of course, you know my feelings of Cortland Sutton. Can't trust him, won't trust him. 23.8 yards, 1.8 receptions since Jerry Judy's come back. You can't get in on that. Marquise Brown, another buyer beware. Cleveland, you know, they're one of the top teams against... I think they've allowed one top 10 receiver since week number six. Now, moving over to the tight ends, I can get behind Travis Kelsey. I can get behind Darren Waller if he's healthy. Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Rob Gronkowski, stardom. It's the tight end position. But here are two more and another sneaky play to get behind. Ty Conklin versus Pittsburgh. Give me the volume all day, every day, and twice on Sundays, especially when it comes to the tight end position. Conklin saw nine targets last week. And again, with Adam Thielen nursing that ankle, and he is out this week, we already know someone's going to pick up that production. Now, we know Osborne's going to get those receiving numbers. He's going to fill that void at Thielen at the wide receiver position. But you know what? Thielen also had 10 touchdowns this year, and I would expect Tyler Conklin to fill that void in the red zone. Another wide receiver I'm feeling, Gerald Everett versus Houston. Yes, he fumbled twice. Yes, he lost two ball fumbles there. But you know what? Give me those targets. Six more targets last week. He gets a Texans defense. It's 23rd versus tight ends in fantasy, allowing six touchdowns, 653 yards to date. Yeah, I'm feeling okay about that. And a sneaky play, Austin Hooper versus the 30th ranked Ravens defense versus tight ends. Najoku's uh, trending towards the out. Ravens are banged up. We know they're heard back there. This has a little bit of sizzle, a little bit of smoke, a little bit of fire for one Austin Hooper. Now, buyer beware. I throw this out there every week. Evan Ingram is going against the Los Angeles Chargers, 27th ranked D versus tight ends. And he's got Jake from State Farm on him, or Jake Fromm from State Farm, or however you want to call it. Move along. There's nothing to see here once again. Another tight end I can't trust, I can't get behind. Tyler Higby versus Arizona. Arizona has absolutely been brutal on opposing tight ends all season long. One of the tops in the league. Now, Higby, one touchdown in the last seven games. And OBJ, Mr. Beckham Jr. has been getting his. It's not Van Jefferson. It's not Cooper Cup that's losing targets and opportunities. 
It's been Higby. And I see that continuing on again this week. And there you have it, your starts and sits for week number 14. If you appreciated this video, give the old-fashioned thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button on the Vipers Network. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, whatever that may be, take a second, rate and review. Drop those comments wherever you get an opportunity to do so. And hit me up on Twitter, at Matt Donnelly FF. And we'll catch you next time. Take care now.